<laughs> well, hey, kids. Welcome to this edition of Chunky Glasses, the podcast. Tonight's uh, show, we'll be talking about Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds, the Screaming Females, Beach Fossils, and Frightened Rabbit. All new albums coming at you. It happens here, and it finishes here. Two men enter, All right, guys, so we're legal now. We can play drinking games. Every time these guys make fake emotion, drink. Paul, drink. Andre. Drink. Oh, fuck. Gary? I'm drinking. Mm, that's some good fake emotion. <laughs> Just get the bottle on. Good listeners to Junkie Glasses, the podcast. You are on episode 21, which means we are legal now. Nice. No more fake IDs. Uh, <laughs> and uh, sort of hilarious, because everybody in this room is old tonight. <laughs> but older. Sorry. Paul gets to be the baby tonight. Paul does get to be the baby. It's a rare privilege. Yeah. yeah, yeah. This is going to be one of the last, for I think a while, from the rock basement. This is going to be a new basement. That's right. So transitioning basements, transitioning, transitioning yeah. basements. Uh, Too many bodies stacked in the corner of this one. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Too many Gandalf sculptures yeah, yeah. packed in the corner. <laughs> Can you ever have too many Gandalf sculptures? Apparently, the answer is yes. <laughs> <laughs> and apparently, that's the album, t- uh, the <laughs> podcast title. <laughs> no, you can't. We got speaking of Gandalf. Oh, very <laughs> nice. So we got some albums to talk about tonight. First, we're going to talk about some news. Uh, the Grammys took place, uh, was that last weekend, I think? It was last weekend. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, big performances by fun, <laughs> period. <laughs> uh, they, they got rained on. It was very, very wet. <laughs> yeah, they uh, pointed out that they're not old. Was, uh, best new artist. Been around for 12 years. <laughs> I don't know how that works, but uh, that happened. Uh, Justin Timberlake made his comeback. He did? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. A lot of excitement I, I, here. I'm, I'm not too psyched about that new song. No. So. Uh, Didn't like it the first time around, but yeah. I like it this time. Okay. Uh, there was uh, Frank Ocean made his national television debut, which, as a fan, I'm just going to come out and say it was pretty bad. Uh, saying, yeah, you're, you're saying well, that as a fan. Yeah. It came off key. Uh, it's just not a, a song that out of context doesn't make a whole lot of 
good sense to play. Yeah, Doesn't Late know. Night with Jimmy Kimmel constitute uh, not Jimmy Kimmel with uh, Jimmy Fallon count count as uh, national television? Not late night, not like prime not time, like the, prime not time. like the Grammys though. Yeah. Yeah. It's it a little awkward. The one triumph uh, besides Mumford and Sons that night, which uh, we'll talk about that in one of our albums. Just uh, yeah, it was. They, they didn't even have a speech. Well, but I mean, but their performance was horrible. Of course, but we'll, we'll get to that. Um, the the one good thing to come out of that was the tribute to uh, Levon Helm, which was a oh, lot yes. of people, and uh, we've all talked about like Alabama Shakes here, but uh, Brittany Howard. Um, continues to prove that when she plays band songs, she like kills it harder than anybody else. She's unbelievable. And she was up against Mavis Staples. Yeah. And they both were just like, oh yeah. <laughs> yeah, she's she's like what twenty four now. Yeah. I mean, she's incredible. Yeah. Band's not. The band is. We'll talk about that later. <laughs> In other news, uh, Led Zeppelin may or may not be getting back together next year. I know you're all holding on to the edges of your seats. Uh, Robert Plant gave an interview to the Australian version of 60 Minutes saying that he would be open to a reunion because, quote, he's got nothing to do in 2014. <laughs> so, stay tuned. Zombie is sort of spelled like Bonzo. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like how he announces it like just countries that no one really is paying attention to. <laughs> this might happen. Yeah. He's in Sri Lanka. <laughs> Oh, um, so the Firefly lineup came out today, uh, for those of you that tried to get on the internet and found it to be crashed. Um, there are some really interesting options on there. I think it's going to overall be a, a great lineup with a lot of things for a lot of different people. Uh, like most festivals, if you hate one band, you will love the next one that comes on. So uh, Red Hot Chili Peppers are headlining. Why? I don't understand why, but I will say that I think that the... Um, the, the the small band the small stage uh, venues that they've got set up are are fantastic. They're going to have um, well, Public Enemy is coming, which will be fantastic for good. anybody who hasn't seen them because they are hilarious. Um, shall I go through it and see if I can read it as fast as humanly possible? Everybody's already said it. Okay, Chili Peppers, Tom Petty, Vampire Weekend, Foster the People, Yeah Yeah Yeah, it's Abbott Brothers, Calvin Harris, Passion Bit. M- MGMT. <laughs> okay, I'm done. Eh. Yeah, it, but it goes Get on and on. Edward Sharp, Grizzly Bear, um, Matt and Kim, frankly, the best live show I saw last year. Are they playing, on the, don't, are they playing on the Don't Give a Fuck stage? They're playing on the <laughs> Get Off Kevin's Lawn <laughs> okay. stage, not, which is basically not, half, half, not the lineup, half the lineup. No, half the no. lineup is on the Get Off Kevin's Lawn stage. Yeah. Everybody else is on the Please Come and Play at My House stage. Okay. So. Uh, but we're uh, we're super psyched about about them coming back. The last year the the setup was great. They had a few glitches. They handled them well, and it's close to DC. Uh, it's expensive, but the fact that you don't have to travel, you know, by plane makes it uh, makes it all work out. So, yeah, cool. uh, advanced tickets are on sale Thursday for those of you who are going to hear this by Thursday. And they will. Okay. So just in time to get it. And finally, in. Congratulations, news! Uh, Parenthetical <laughs> Girls have finally completed their uh, their latest album, which has been released as a series of five EPs, five hundred copies each over the pa- course of the past two years. Each limited edition EP was signed in the blood of one of the band members. Oh, you, you didn't tell me that in the chat. Well, that's why we're doing it as news. Okay. <laughs> but the full album was was uh, finally released in its entirety today. And it's actually pretty good. Mine doesn't have blood on it though. Yet. <laughs> <laughs> At least not their blood on it. All right, so that's our little bit of news. Um, I guess let's move on to some albums, Andre. All right. 
tree don't care what the little bird sings. We go down with the dew in the morning lights. The tree don't know what the little bird brings. We go down with the dew in the morning and we breathe it in. song would be We Know Who You Are is the lead off track off of uh, Nick Cave and the Bad Seeds 15th album uh, Push the Sky Away came out Tuesday on now his own label uh, Bad Seed Limited Uh, if if you yeah it is Uh, if you don't know uh, Nick Cave is Australia's favorite son outside of Michael Hutchins and given that he's still alive that works out well for him (laughs) Um, men at work I, you know, <laughs> they never get the respect they who's deserve. The, who's the singer of that? Yeah. What about the guy that was on the Energizer commercial? What about Kali Minogue? <laughs> okay, back to so Nick Cave. So one of them. Yeah. Um, Nick Cave started off his career uh, as a singer of a band called The Birthday Party, which is sort of like proto-punk. Uh, it is, I mean, it's essentially like, it's basically Nick Cave music just yeah. when he was a little younger. I mean, there's no radical difference between that and the Bad Seeds stuff. Uh, he has sort of just done what he wanted to for since what 1983 when he was doing that yeah. uh, I came to him actually around the time of Murder Ballads but it was uh, he did some film work with uh, Vim Vendors uh, mm-hmm. Until the End of the World uh, Wings of Desire Far Away So Close and he would be the bar band and it was suitable because those films one of them was talking about like Heaven and Hell and Angels and stuff so um, amazingly gothic and I mean I know he has a uh, reputation in the goth world, but I mean, there's none more goth. Fuck the cure. Like this is, <laughs> this is the real shit. Uh, his album before this uh, was one that I really liked. Uh, Dig Lazarus, dig. Far more aggressive sound. Uh, on push the sky away. He uh, this is a it's a little softer take yeah. for Nick Cave. So it's uh, like the lounge version of yeah. Nick Cave. Yeah, yeah. Uh, tor- <laughs> Nick Cave sings torch songs. Yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> Paul, I know you really uh, enjoy it. <laughs> yeah, no, I'm I'm digging this album a lot. It's kind of like listening to a funeral dirge all uh-huh. the way through. That there's not a lot of uh, I think tonal variation in it. Yeah, but if you're in the mood for that, you're not going to find it done a whole lot better than this. Isn't that like all his albums? Though it's like every I mean, album. Yeah, I mean, not, I mean, when was the last time? Like I feel like this is mellower than some of the stuff he's. Done oh, it's definitely mellower. Though. I mean, this isn't murder ballads over here. Yeah, but that's what I was going to say. When is when when do you want to sit down and listen to like murder ballads or Stagger Lee? I mean, uh, usually when I'm in a weird place. Yeah, right. right, right. <laughs> when, I'm in, when I'm in a new basement. <laughs> it I like think this would be on. the same. Yeah. yeah. It almost yeah. sounds like he's just kind of like talking and there's just a band playing. They might not even be his band. Like they're just playing in a corner and there's like a guy talking over here. And yeah. <laughs> but that's kind of what he's always done and that's yeah. what I like. Like as he gets older, there there are a lot of artists that as they get older, they stop singing and start talking because they've lost yeah, their voice. Sure. He has completely kept his voice. I mean, mm-hmm. there may be like a well, few, but but it, but he's always done this. Like if you listen, like when you were talking about uh, "Until the End of the World," that's one of my favorite soundtracks, yeah. and his his tracks on there are just beautiful. Uh-huh. But it is he he talks and he sings a little bit, but he's doing the same thing on this that he's always done. It's not a change, okay. and it is it's gorgeous. 
Um, but like Mermaids on this on this mm-hmm. album is just beautiful. Yeah, yeah. It, it like I said, I, re- I really enjoyed Dig Lazarus Dig, um, and that was sort of paralleled uh, with his project Grinder Man, which was some of the bad seeds and basically him. Yeah, he just never sounds. Gr- Grinder Man's dead now, though, right? They, they, uh, they made the album. second album. I, I don't know. I don't. I don't think he knows now. He has his own label, maybe okay. not. Yeah. Um, and when I first heard this, I, I, it wasn't it wasn't my favorite. Like I, I was like, uh, maybe not. But it sort of grew on me, and something like Paul and I have talked about a little is equated to uh, last year's old ideas by uh, Leonard Cohen. Yeah, yeah, very. It's like a goth um, version of that. Yeah, it's a lot darker than Leonard Cohen's sure. album, yeah. but it's dealing with some similar themes. And it's there's there's tonal similarities. Oh, too. definitely. Yeah, so yeah. tonally is, yeah. is more what I was thinking. I mean, yeah. I, I think of Nick Cave a lot as as almost like a beat poet and like one of the remaining few like big beat poets because he's, he's a, not he's a big writer, isn't he? He's a, and that's I the mean, thing. He, this is he he writes books. This and, is writing stories over. Yeah. If, if anybody's seen the proposition, yeah. he wrote the screenplay wrote for that, screenplay, and that yeah. is just that's yeah. a dirty good movie. Okay, yeah. nice. He's just he's just. He's got all different levels. I, I, on uh, Wide Lovely Eyes, you guys were talking about like different tonal things. Like that one to me reminded me of Ring of Fire. It mm-hmm. actually like touches back on Johnny mm-hmm. Cash chords, um, mm-hmm. which you know people don't think of Johnny. Well, people do think of Johnny Cash as a storyteller, but Nick Cave is kind of like that. I'm same sure it was intentional. Of, I'm sure it was because you don't you don't hit those those chords without yeah. recognizing and, what it is. And I mean, the thing you said, you know, he's kept his voice. I mean, he's never really done much with his well, technically done much with his voice. Like his range is not. Anywhere, no, but he's one of those guys that you hear him and you know immediately yeah. it's Nick Cave. There's, there are so many other bands out there, so many other artists out there. You hear them and you're like, that guy sounds just like this, or this girl sounds just like that, and you're constantly evoking back to something else. With Nick Cave, you can say that his style is reminiscent of somebody else, but his mm-hmm. voice is very distinctive. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Let's hear another song by him. Uh, off this, uh, it's called Jubilee Street, and there's a second part to this. End of Jubilee, which is way more depressing. (laughs) (laughs) But we're going to hear the not depressing one. Come up the hill. I'm pushing my wheel. 
and we were saying that he does it pick up. <laughs> so when he come in, uh, that was Jubilee Street. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it's to the point that like Paul made is it is like a funeral dirge, and um, it's it's comforting. I mean, at the end of the day, this is a gorgeous album. I think. I mean, yeah, it, no, I it, it's it's. I just, think about half of it's gorgeous, and the other half is, I think, kind of hard to listen to. Yeah, you would. <laughs> <laughs> just. Uh, you know, but even like that coming in, like the feedback guitars, it just slowly builds. Uh, this gets to almost like a Radiohead-esque type thing. Which it, it just shows a real ease of craftsmanship. You know, yeah. you, you hear a lot of upstarts these days, and it's 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 weird when you hear a real veteran in their comfort zone, and then you're like, oh yeah, that's what that's supposed to sound like. Yeah, you know, yeah. yeah. Yeah, you can this, tell this, this band does this with the they they do this with ease. The band is just groo- yeah. they're just grooving behind him the whole time. You know? Exactly. Yeah. This and Mermaids both just have this whole operatic like sure. scope to them that they're they're just beautiful songs and they're right right together on the album, which is nice. Cool. You want to move on to something a little uh, <laughs> less sominiferous? I think that would be anything else we have going tonight. Okay. Wake up, Andre. <laughs> <laughs> New Jersey's eighth finest, uh, Screaming Females. <laughs> Ouch. <laughs> uh, their new EP, uh, Chuck Tape, which is, I think it's what their, it's something like their eighth release. They've yeah, got they've, uh, they've got five full studio albums, and then I think they've got a handful of EPs. Yeah. This is coming on the heels of uh, last year's Ugly, which was an absolutely fantastic album if you say so. made, it made my top ten uh, yep. for people with ears it was a fantastic <laughs> album <laughs> uh, for those who don't know uh, it, this is a trio uh, Marissa Paternoster Jared Dowertree and King Mike I mean you know whatever you gotta do um, would you describe so I'm not a big fan I'll just say that up front of, of the band in general so you know, this is uh, we're gonna need somebody really? else to yeah really <laughs> uh, but for weird reasons so like I feel like, and in this album particularly, not so much ugly, and it is an EP, and that implies that you're like sort of casting, just cutting loose, you know, not not paying much attention. I seem to like dig way too much into like their Sleater Kinney homage, and uh, and I wasn't 
a huge Slater Kinney fan. So opinion like, disqualified. <laughs> I, I can't stand Slater Kinney. Yeah, see. both opinions yeah. disqualified. Yeah. <laughs> Is there, a, is there a legal precedence for that? Yes. Okay. <laughs> um, Just because you have a law degree doesn't yeah. mean. <laughs> yeah. No. No. So I mean, I, I, I'm personally trying to figure out what they're doing. And as a fan, maybe you can tell me what. They're well, doing. It, here's what I think they're doing. Um, this is kind of, uh, it's a process EP. Uh, the reason that it's got its name is because they kind of scratched out a bunch of lyrics on the ch- on a chalkboard. Okay. Didn't rewrite. And then just and then played songs going over it. So if you compare it to what they've done before, like um, Ugly was a much harder album. That was a mm-hmm. straight hard charging guitar album. Brought in a lot more uh, classic rock influence than some of their more punky earlier work. Mm-hmm. But I think they're trying to figure out where they're going to go next right here. And I wouldn't call this transitional so much as it is experimental. I, I don't think they're ever going to lose the lose the edge. I think Paternoster's Yelp is a big part of it, and her guitar playing is what drives the band. Mm-hmm. But they're trying to figure out, you know, whether they're going to go in a more poppy direction, whether they're going to go in a more conceptual direction, or whether they're going to stick with some of the just right. the straight like thrash lines they were working on before. Mm-hmm. And you know, so it, it's a little inconsistent because of that. But I think that that is what you get from EPs a lot, especially ones that are. Coming so close after uh, after a really fully formed album, and and by experimental, like, I, I didn't mean like experimental music. I mean, I no. mean exactly that. Like they're the, the, experimenting with their own sound, and, and they do get props from me for that. That's good, and that's what I want to hear. I just just didn't like. I mean, I told you, I got stuck in traffic on the way here, and I and I was stuck listening to this. And I was getting angry. <laughs> well, I mean, look at this. This is <laughs> yeah. This is an album that's released not only on the heels of of Ugly, but also right after Marissa is is she's still recovering from an illness that mm-hmm. made them cancel her tour last year, and mm-hmm. she's been laid up. Um, and it was released to audio and streaming. And on limited edition cassette tapes, like yeah. this is. Oh no! Yeah, no. This is a. Fa- this yeah. it's a fanny pee. It's not cassette tapes. Whatever. It's yeah, but they but they didn't uh, re- they didn't release them on cassette tapes and say this is how it should be listened to. It, no. it wasn't that sort of. <laughs> yeah. No, they were they, re- they released it, it just like, which, simultaneously. Which, which a band did. Which which has been done. Yeah. No, but it was more just like this, we were having a lot of fun, and if you listen to this whole thing, you can constantly hear them talking in the background. Yeah, They're really yeah. just screwing around. Like I look at EPs as practice mm-hmm. for what's coming out next, and this is kind of it, this is not even pretending to be a, a musical release. It is practice for what's coming out next. Yeah, and I think there's a lot of good stuff that uh, that comes out of it. I think Poison Arrow is a great song. Oh. Which we're going to hear uh, next. No, we just heard it. Oh, oh no. Yeah. Oh, it's so good. And, yeah. I, there's, there's, <laughs> there are some real highs on the album. There are some whatevers. But I like what they're doing. I like they're trying new things. And I think that we've seen from their past efforts that when they put their mind to creating a full album, they come out with a with a fully conceived artwork that holds together as an album. Hmm. <laughs> it's funny that you say the word artwork because I love the actual like uh, the cover art that they've put out for this. It's hilarious, and this whole thing is it's just funny. It's not it's not it's something you could take seriously. Obviously, it's 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 just fun. Yeah. Um, I I do think that Poison Arrow is probably the worst track on the thing though because them just repeating Poison Arrow over and over again drives me insane. That yeah. that it's the longest song on the album at. Uh, or at the, on the EP at three and a half minutes, and it needs to be about a minute and a half. Yeah. And if it were a minute and a half, I would love it. Yeah. But once they start just repeating poison arrow over and over again, I'm like, okay, enough. Yeah. But it's kind of garage rock. Yeah. Sounds like 
they were playing in a garage and just set up a tape player and said, right. let's go. A cassette tape player. Yeah, well, it does sound like that. I guess the thing is that <laughs> I would ask the question is like, you know, like you said, they did it kind of like just freeform, but maybe taking the time and actually developing these songs right, into it's something be great. instead of just saying, okay, here it is. But but you see yeah. that a lot. I mean, you look at like Buke and Gase's sure. EP from last year, right. and it's not as, I guess, all over the place as this one, we, but there we, was no hint of what was coming no, with the new we album. We can call that bad now. Well, yeah, it was. Yeah, uh, it was wasn't. Bad. I don't think it was bad. I liked it at the time. I wrote a good review of it at the time. Yeah, I know, but I'm not. I'm not saying that this is bad. I'm just saying, no, no. for what it is, it, it's yeah. solid. But I wouldn't. I wouldn't buy it. I wouldn't listen to it for for much more than just, just to what get it a is. Quick glimpse of what it and, is, and I yeah. think that's right. I think that yeah. I, I, tied you over till the next album. Maybe I think if you're a fan that this is one of those documents that you look at to see where the band's going and to and to wet your whistle a little bit for whatever they do next. Yeah. If you're not a fan, yeah. this isn't going to make you a fan right here. If you're not a fan, go listen to Ugly. But it's yeah. also if you're not a fan, you're probably not listening to this because it's not even on wide release and you don't right. have you don't have your Walkman. Exactly. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Which Sony stopped making by the way. let's hear the next song of this called Wrecking Ball. <laughs> That's the whole song. Yeah. Paul, Paul is, is like clutching his face because yeah. he's like, how can you not like Slayer Kenny? Two out of the four ostensible music reviewers in this room say yeah. they don't like Slater Kenny and no. I don't get it. Andre, Slater Kenny, and uh, you. I'm not a fan, no. Oh, <laughs> yeah. burn. You know, when you fired me, I should have just stayed fired. So. <laughs> you could have won tickets. <laughs> you can make yourself eligible. Now no tickets for you. <laughs> um, yeah, so I, you know, uh, like like I was saying, I, I actually, and that that's part of what I was like. It leans more towards the part of Sleater Kenny that I don't like. Um, I, I mean, I get it, and I just, I, 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 I struggle with like where why you love this. That's actually what it is. 
<laughs> Why wouldn't I? Yeah. Well, I know, but that's on, on, that part, on that particular yeah, song, on that particular song, like it, when you're listening to begin, like the first part of this EP, the first three songs are actually kind of just quiet and nice. Like Sickbed is, it's not nice, but it, but it's set up in this it, in a much gentler fashion than you're used to from this band. And then you're thinking, wow, are they going in a totally different? Oh fuck no, no, they're super getting loud. Because then the second half is is what they're what you're used yeah. to. Yeah. yeah. So. And it's only 15 minutes long. So the whole thing the is whole 15 thing minutes is, long, yeah, so. right? <laughs> yeah. And two minutes of that is them just repeating. We may have around. literally spent more time talking about <laughs> it than it would take you to go. Yeah. I think you're right. So, so. so let's move on to something <laughs> indie or... And that is Beach Fossils. Um, that track is called Careless. And um, I apparently am the only person in this room that actually likes this album. <laughs> well, I can't Maybe not that. true. Maybe not true. <laughs> um, I don't know the, a lot of the background on it, though. So, so, Kevin, if you'd like to... This might be my new favorite Hangover album for 2013. Not that that's saying a lot. Oh, that, that's the background. That, that might be. That. Uh, basically, uh, you Dustin Pacer uh, in Brooklyn. Like he, he was just like decided like everybody does uh to make their own album their bedroom and everything and oh, so this is one dude well it was no. one, it was okay. one dude and then uh he started getting hyped and his first album which uh admittedly i didn't hear i knew Susie is a huge fan yeah um but she's also a huge fan because it's just beach fossils that's the name so uh, yeah you know whatever <laughs> flights of fancy well the, the, fir- the first album is kind of uniform mm-hmm. and you'll never go back to it in my opinion you'll never go back to it again it's mm-hmm. it's pretty boring the first time i listened to this i thought it's just more of the same it's mm-hmm. kind of dull the, um careless is actually the liveliest song mm-hmm. on the album so if you th- if you listen to that and you think oh i'm gonna go get that because it all sounds like that it does not the rest of it is a lot quieter the way I look at that is, is it's kind of like uh, Yellow Tango that I don't have to think about. Like, it's just... Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a lot good, it's easier. Good music, it's yeah. great background yeah. music. I actually came back to it two or three times and, and replayed it. I've now listened to it maybe ten times. And I, I like it a lot better on the fourth or fifth listen than I did the, the first time through. Yeah. Um, it, there are some songs on it that are absolutely beautiful. It's not it's not solid all the way through. It's not something yeah. I would recommend to, to friends. But if I have it on uh, or if I hear it on somewhere, I, I will definitely keep coming back well, to it. And I think that's the thing. I think it's a... It's a, uh, I don't want to say a growing trend in music, but uh, it is like I mean it's not offensive. 
It's not. Oh, no. Yeah. <laughs> no, but, it, but like you, guys, it you with, guys know me. Damning it with faint no, praise. No, I don't hate it. You guys, it you guys know that's, that's not me <laughs> damning it with faint praise. It is. Like, I had it on, the, I had it on like, uh, the whole time, like, preparing for this and listening right. to it. Mm-hmm. And there was nothing in it that um, I was like, oh, no, 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 no. There but there's are, also, it was sort of like Tame Impala for you. It's like you couldn't remember. Yeah, but I've now listened to Tame Impala, I don't know how many times, and I. Love it. So I, if I could go back and revise something on a prior podcast, it'd be that. Yeah. But, uh, but, but again, am I going to remember Tame Impala next year? Probably not. Uh, but if you're stuck in traffic on 210 because there have been two accidents, yeah. this is actually going to kind of calm you down a little bit. Like Sleep like Apnea that. is a really pretty song. It's just it is. pretty. It is. It is. Um, you, don't, you don't hear a lot of... Paul's just clutching his yeah, face in pain. Paul? <laughs> yeah. I don't know. I'm just... I think you're right that there's so many albums that come out that are just kind of inoffensive. Right. And because we listen to a lot of music, mm-hmm. blow by and then you don't think about them again. But in a lot of ways, that's worse than trying to do something ambitious and failing. Like, it's the scourge of mediocrity I right there. And, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and this is a sound that's becoming kind of a very common sound. Oh, what, was that, what was that other yeah. band, Wild Nothing? Uh, it, are you referring to Chill Wave, sir? Ch- is that what this is called? <laughs> it's uh, Chill okay. Wave. Or Dream Pop or whatever. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's basically a, a guitar player who wants to sound like he was in New Order, you know, mixed with, you know... I have four reverbs and, yeah, and one exactly. guitar. Yeah, yeah, we're yeah. deep in a cave. And know? that's the thing. is This, this is interchangeable with yeah. any number of other mediocre bands sure. playing music that is not going to offend you and it's probably not going to inspire you to turn it off but yeah. it's not going to inspire you to look it up again and I don't know to me that's so more like, odious than somebody trying something new and yeah. just falling flat yeah, on their face so it says all the old people though I mean because no, so uh, now Madeline our promotions coordinator is like she actually did the tracking of it today and her and her man like love this and her friends love this she was sort of mad Pitchfork like gave it like a five, five point, point eight, and uh, you <laughs> know, got trash. Um, the gentleman's D in Pittsburgh. Yeah. That is yeah, the total the gentleman's D. D. And uh, you know, it's so. I mean, are, are we talking about a matter of it's just like really, or just our expectations are different? I won't say higher, but different, like than than people. Because I mean, this is like Andre said, this is like a sound that I mean, yeah, I could place this with a myriad of other bands yeah. and. Yeah. Like, well, like, okay, like three years ago, everybody was like back into relating back to the 80s. Now it seems mm-hmm. like everyone's relating back to the 70s. And of course, no one does it better than the Swedes, but there are yeah, a yeah, bazillion yeah. bands <laughs> out there right now that are hearkening back to the 70s. And it's funny that you bring up Pitchfork because Pitchfork Gosh. constantly refers to, like, uh, compares beach fossils to cloud nothings, which you love. They don't sound anything like yeah, cloud nothings. I, okay. I'll, I'll, I'll agree. Yeah, they don't. No, I know. But, but what I'm, I mean, I, I actually, d- there are very, I don't. I don't read a lot of reviews when I'm doing one of these things, but I did actually read on this just because it, it was. I thought it was kind of a little bit boring, and I wasn't sure kind of what anybody else thought about it because mm-hmm. uh, it is vanilla and it's non-offensive. But yeah, yeah. but it is. The more I listened to it, the more I liked it, and the more I disagree with the the gentleman's D. But uh, but like one of these guys, one of the guys from Beach Fossils from the original album is now like in was it D I I V D. How you pronounce that? Oh. Yeah, dive, dive. Which, which also the kids love. <laughs> which the kids love, and I've heard that, and and I listen to it, and it's like mm, I'm not crazy about it, but it's it's that whole like '70s like Foxygen, Tame Impala. They all are all harkening back to the '70s. Not thing. the right '70s for me. 
<laughs> but they need to be square in the middle of the country. Not everyone can be Someone space Jesus. Someone needs to listen Jesus to more Rodriguez. <laughs> <laughs> not, not everyone can be space Jesus. No, no. <laughs> not everyone can. Nice callback. Uh, um, let's hear another song. Oh, this is Caustic Cross. And this is, uh, this is Madeline's pick. All right, so that was uh, Caustic Cross off of uh, Clash... Clash the Truth. Technical difficulties. No, Clash the Truth. Clash the Truth. Um, Yeah. Yeah. I I, I like your description, Carrie, uh, of Hangover Rock. Yeah. (laughs) Because if you could understand a single word that that was said in that song, you know, I I will give you some money. Well... You hear that, Internet? (laughs) If you can translate... Or look up beachfossilslyrics.com. Yeah. Andre will give you money. I will say to anybody who's going to pick <laughs> or up... Or I'll let you wear my Mex- Mexican wrestling mask. And if you want to know what that looks like, just check the Twitter feed because that's the number one photo from the day. Nice. That and Elliot actually phoning f- in my... It's the number one photo on Twitter. Yeah, it might be. <laughs> that, yeah. that and Elliot phoning in the uh, my, my review of the last album. I will say for anybody who's going to pick up Beach Fossils who hasn't heard it yet, make sure you make it past the first song. The first song is awful. Yeah. And from then on, it, in my opinion, it gets a little bit better. But the first song's terrible. Cool. All right, ladies, look out. Here comes Scotland. Yes!
If it's not Scottish, it's crap. <laughs> um, that, that is that is Scot. <laughs> that is not groundskeeper Willie. That is uh, Scotland's frightened rabbit, fronted by Scott. Drop all the panties in a 200 square mile radius, Hutchinson. Um, uh, that is their new album. The track is uh, the woodpile off the new album, Pedestrian Verse. Um, for fans of Frightened Rabbit, uh, you yeah you, you love this with Carrie's a fan. Uh, I was a fan. We'll get to that later. Um, they uh, made their start just a couple years ago. I mean, it was it was basically a solo project, um, and even up to Midnight Organ Fight, which was the album that got them sort of recognized. Um, was, I think it started in like two thousand two. Yeah, yeah, it was a ways back, and and basically the evolution of this band was that uh, Scott. Drop all the panties in a 200 square mile radius. Yeah. Hutchinson. Um, yeah. <laughs> um, Even though he sings about nothing more than being the world's look, worst boyfriend and just it, being a total it, asshole. Look, if he, if and he a says, drunk. if he says shit or fucking, <laughs> he goes, go get in your boat. Yeah. It's like, yes, I'll get in your boat. Ladies, uh, <laughs> like, no, I went to the show with Susie, and all I can say is that I left the front because it was awkward. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it was real awkward. Um, any, anyways, okay. Uh, it, compared to Father John Misty, up or down? I would nice. say up. Really? Yeah. Wow. I mean, even wow. even Daria is wow. like. Uh, we'll, we'll talk about all this all in right. a second. Let, right. let me get to a little <laughs> history. Let's get to the actual music. Uh, Midnight Organ Fight. Scott Hutchinson uh, basically had this hella breakup. Uh, apparently, a lot worse than Boney Bears because he got better songs out of it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, and made, like just moved to Mexico for yeah. like three weeks, got over, yeah. came back, and and made uh, what I actually consider to be a fairly like brilliant modern album. Um, and it's uh, just because it's so damn raw. I mean, you male, female, you can relate to every single song of Midnight Organ Fight. Yep, and it it. it it sadly, though, I think that was the peak of his songwriting abilities, and I don't know if he's somebody that uh, needs that pain to like continue on. Um, but uh, for me, it's been just diminishing returns from album to album. Uh, I know you love it, so but I know, but I know Paul likes it. So let me let's, let's get Paul. Let's get the love before okay. the line. Uh, okay. Well, I will say that about. All Frightened Rabbit albums. I love about 75% of it, and I think 25% of it is just filler that doesn't need to be in there. And I and I will say that okay. about Winter of Mixed Drinks. I will say that about Midnight Organ Fight. I don't, I don't think I'm... Min- okay. so, yeah. I, I, I feel like a lot of it is we've got to get to an album that's an, an hour long, and then it's, it's just like 15 minutes of crap. Yeah. <laughs> I know my Scottish action is just bollocks, but... Um, yeah, it's uh, I, I I do like this album because I also like Winter of Mixed Drinks. Even though when I first heard that album, I hated it because I loved Midnight Organ Fight and I loved Sing the Grace because those mm. are so raw and that those sound exactly like what they were, which is a broken-hearted man who's been mm. in a Scottish bar drinking like forty pints of tenets, and he they just put all of his songs on albums and they were great. And then you get this more polished sound. I think on the new one, it took me a while to kind of get my head around it. It's so much more polished, even than Midnight uh, or than uh, Winter Mixed Winter Mixed Drinks. Yeah. But it's uh, 
you know, you think, well, the, the music is accessible, but you listen to the lyrics and it's still just like flat out, just raw, awful, horrible stuff. I, I think that's kind of what I like about it because he's definitely got the major label debut polish on this one right here. The orchestration yeah. gets a yeah. little bit uh-huh. big. Yeah. Um, he's got that studio sheen on it. And then you actually listen sheen to... Sheen is perfect. Yeah. Perfect. Sheen is exactly the word I was looking for. But then you listen to the lyrics. Listen to the lyrics on the next song we're going to play, Axe of <laughs> yeah, Man. And yeah. Oh, my God. A fucking asshole. And it's it's yeah. a great juxtaposition between this triumphant, like, <laughs> orchestration so and then him just being like, yeah, I'm going to fuck you and leave you. That's what's going to happen. No, but he's not even talking about himself. He's talking about this is this is just all of mankind. Yeah. Like, he, he doesn't right. even talk about, like, other yeah. albums he's talking about what a bastard he is. On the last two, it, I, I really do think it breaks down to the first two albums and the second two albums. That it is the first two albums are just like, oh my god, I am such a fucking asshole and all I do is drink and make you miserable. And then the second two albums are, oh my god, everybody is this way. Mm-hmm. It's yeah. just, yeah, but the orchestration is that, but you're, you're never going to, you can't clean these songs up for, and put them for, on the radio. For me though, uh, none of that rings true on Winner Makes Drinks or this. And I hear it and it's like somebody who knows their market. Mm. And I say that as somebody really, really enjoyed seeing. I mean, they uh, they got like a, like a triple encore. Yeah, they, it was a triple encore. Yeah, and, and it was a fantastic moment in live music. They're fantastic performers. Uh, it, it, you know, but they definitely, you know, the time I saw him before, he it was on Valentine's Day and it was just oh, him. God. No, but the record company split him off from the band and said, hey, Scott. Like, you drop all the panties, let's go. Yeah. And they put him in front of uh, Josh Ritter, and that's what happened. I, they, I was they there with Doria. Yeah. Just Ritter. him, just him. All he had to do was talk in Scottish on the stage and play like five wow. songs. And <laughs> ladies who were there, who were single, were just. Yeah. You, you say that as though it's a problem. And the ones who are married also. It's not a, pro- it's not a problem. And, and honestly, <laughs> more like props Daria's to this guy. Immune. She's nuts. Now, more props to this guy, but. It doesn't make for compelling material on record, and it doesn't make for compelling material for a dude who's watching his girlfriend throw her. Look, on the, the stage. only thing he has on me is that I can't grow a beard. I have the beer gut. I can fake a Scottish accent. So, so you know, um, I, I don't know. I don't. I don't see that 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 is something that, that's necessarily something to criticize him for. Because right. I mean. We, we've come on here and praised Raphael Sadiq and Charles Bradley and even you to a degree with Frank Ocean. For to, the, to a degree. For the... Uh, <laughs> with every fiber of your damn that was That was me deadpanning right there. Um, <laughs> for those of you that didn't get the, it, I will narrate. The the panty dropping abilities of uh, these particular performers right. or the being listed as a, as a positive. I, I would argue, though, that like all of them have like substance to back it up. I don't okay, see Charles but- Bradley coming out with a song that's just like a generic. I mean, so I was going to say this for like the latter back of the discussion, but like this album in particular sounds like the 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 money shot to every rom com that's ever been made all happening yeah. at once. Like <laughs> every oh, every single possible. And I, I say this, and Andre knows this, and Natalie's down here now. You know this. <laughs> I fucking <laughs> love rom coms. <laughs> if I am left alone. alone <laughs> He's watching Sleepless in Seattle. No, not, not even that. No, something with Katherine Heigl. <laughs> oh, that's so much worse. Kate Hudson, Kate Hudson too. Whatever. Whatever. If she's paired with one of those, like, uh, Owen boys or Wilson boys, yeah. it's all good. It is, like, soul-bearing down yeah. here. Fright it's Rab- soul-bearing. Fright Rabbit is making you bear your soul. People know this about me. But, uh, that's my point. It's like... <laughs> 
We spent more time with you in a basement than maybe Daria has, and yes. we did not know that. Okay, well, well now you know. Um, my point is, is that it is, like, while it's enjoyable, it's enjoyable in a now Coldplay U2 way where if I was, like, 15 and, like, didn't know nothing didn't know about better. nothing about nothing, I'd be like, Romantical, but now I'm <laughs> all right. Well, I, I will say this about bitter. it. I, I will read you what I've written down in my little notes, which is that is it track two, panties. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that was 15 seconds into track yeah, one. Yeah. Thank you very much. Because Acts of Man is the first track on the, on the album. Um, there, there, this is not like a great album, it's definitely nowhere near no, like the top, but it's nowhere near like the top for them. but Compared to what else is out there, it's not offensive. It's oh, it's, <laughs> no, it's so much better than it is like five notches above unoffensive. Actually, parts of it might be, offensive. and a lot of the lyrics are incredibly <laughs> offensive, except for the fact that he's saying them in Scottish, and so you're like, oh, it's okay. Yeah. <laughs> well, let, let's, let's hear some more from the Highland. <laughs> <laughs> no, there can be only one. <laughs>
<laughs> still love it. I'm so sorry. Just while the knight in shitty armor rips a drunk out of her dress. I'll take the rapist. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's therapist. <laughs> um, no, I mean, so, you know, uh, it's a new Frightened Rabbit. Yeah. I, yes, it I is. Just, it's bombastic. It's loud. It's it's different from old Frightened Rabbit. Maybe that's my uh, hesitance to, like, really enjoy this. You, I mean, Carrie, during the break, said this is probably making your... Like top ten for half the year. For the first half of the year, yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. I feel like Paul did I hear that from you? I'm like, uh, no, because no. I said it's got a chance, but we got a lot of this half of the year coming up and yeah. a lot of great albums yeah. for bands like the Yeah Yeah Yeahs, which might take all top ten spots. So, no. do you no. think though with the uh, I've heard Caveman, sir? Yeah. Okay, if the National comes out with something, <laughs> Jesus! If the National comes out with something, I will sing every song on this podcast. Well, Kevin, yeah. it's twenty-one episodes in, and we still haven't heard this. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not, this is our, our our dare to the National yeah, Pre- yeah. premiere a song on our podcast. I yeah. will sing it. Yeah, because <laughs> yeah, that's exactly what Behringer wants. No. But I but I do kind of think that like this th- this music. I don't know why I'm drawn to it. I don't know why I listen to it. But for the same reason that I'm not quite sure why I identify with the national because I'm like a pretty happy person mm-hmm. yeah. but I could listen to High Violet 50 times a day and yeah. get absolutely nothing done this this is nowhere near that but I find it very listenable I think it's yeah. one of my favorite things that's come out that I keep finding myself drawn to and I can't identify why yeah. and I know these guys have been doing this for a while um, but this sort of sound is kind of like what we were talking about with uh, Beach Fossils mm-hmm. is that this sort of sound is becoming more common. I mean, no, this is, M- Mumford and Sons is the example of that. Well, so here's, like they here, sound very similar to this in, in some ways. Here's what actually I want to talk about. I'm glad yeah. you brought that up. So when I first heard Mumford and Sons, yeah. I thought, and, and and I said this, and like Daria can like attest to this. Yeah. I said yeah. these guys. I've got a footnote. These guys are. It's pretty cute that they're already influenced by Frightened Rabbit. Sure. Sure. They create a more and catchy version of it. Then to see them leapfrog, I mean, like, like I know I'm sort of trashing this album, but I, I do love this band. I, and they're, they're, you have they're, always been a huge. fan I have of been band. a huge, huge fan of this band, and like it's a, it is actually offensive to me that Mumford and Sons can sell out stadiums, and these guys play the Black Cat. Yeah, um, they sold that 9:30 Club. Frightened Rabbit did. Well, yeah, the, yeah, yeah, they did actually on this tour. On this tour, yeah. Um, but the last tour, they were playing the Black Cat, and well, they sold that out too. But it, but mm. it is they, they are growing. You at know a much what I'm slow- saying? No, no, no. no, no. They're, they're, but they're growing at a much slower rate. But at the sure. same time, my Kevin, concern you can't, you, though, you, but you can't is... discount accessibility, and you cannot, you can't go through and just do like a quick change. Like a, you can't do a, a, a Maroon Five on the lyrics on this. Maroon 5 makes two versions of every song, where one is, like, the radio version, and one is the dirty version where they uh, drop the F-bomb on everyone. Is neither one the good version? (laughs) (laughs) I'm not not defending nor saying... Animal being American Horror Story. Come on, you know it. (laughs) Boom. (laughs) I'm not saying anything about Maroon 5 as a band. What I'm saying is that they know how to market 
their sure. their craft. And, well, I guess that's and, and and there is no way that you can take a a frightened rabbit song and Mumford and Sons it because when you have the Mumfordization of music, that is you add a banjo to anything yeah, and it sure, automatically sure. is like, oh wow, this is folk and this is awesome. Like, we're but gonna... Mumford and Sons, all their songs are just like, I will wait, I will wait. No, we're, we're... and it's so awesome and happy and peppy this and is back to our Grammys conversation. We're gonna trash yeah, Babel. We're gonna trash Babel <laughs> a little bit because no, I ahead. also go like ahead. I also liked the uh, first album, like Side No More, yeah. Mumford and Sons, yeah. because it was it cute. Was great. It was great. No, it wasn't first album. Yeah, it was cute. It was I like liked it. they love like folk and they clearly really love Frightened Rabbit. The new Babel was the same song over and over, and yes, the song was. was bad. But it was the same. Po- it was basically the same pop song over and yeah. over again with some banjo in it, and it was like, oh, it's cute. So it's got my banjo in it. so my fear here. But these guys, but my can't fear here, do that. no. But my fear is that they did. No, why, they're why trying to. Why am I shaking to. my podcast? I'm waving my iPod at you, although my, no one can see that. My fear is is that is that they are trying to because they're looking at it like. Hey, we it may not even subconscious, but I doubt it is. Like, you know, we've been doing this, and we have this sound, and it, and it sounds like all this, and like all these other bands are like getting big and playing stadiums. Like, what do we need to do? And if they're not doing it themselves, like somebody in their camp is pushing them to do it. But even if they're tweaking it a little bit right there, if they're not changing the soul of the music, which I don't think they are. Then what's the difference? Because that's the problem with Mum- the problem with Mumford is not the sound. Mm-hmm. The problem with Mumford is that they've got nothing to say. Neither I don't think they do on this. And album. I think that I th- and I think well to me, and that's just a matter yeah. of opinion right there. I think that's the difference is that Frightened Rabbit actually still seems to put some effort into their lyrics and has something that they want to convey, even as their sound gets a little glossier. Mm-hmm. Sure, but Mumford, I, I mean, you said you liked the first album. I thought the first album was crap. Yeah. Like it was, it, it it was like what somebody would do if they heard some Americana on the radio and then decided to start playing a cover band. Or Frightened Rabbit. No, not no, no, right no. No, no, I said or heard Frightened Rabbit. It was it was I mean honestly, it was just it was bad. It was it was Mumford at Sons. its best, it was well, inoffensive. I, I don't I don't hold up as high art, but I mean it was yeah, it was like I said, it was it was okay. Okay, Mumford and Sons pretty much defines anthemic. Which I, I love to use yeah. in reviews, yeah. but it is it's just anthems and people Eat that shit up! I know. No, what no. But what I'm saying is, this, is, this, this is on this on this on this on this particular thing. I actually I agree with Paul. Okay. Yeah. This has very rarely <laughs> happened, so I might need to get a I might need to get a T-shirt printed up that Golf says clap. I agree with that yeah. guy and an arrow. <laughs> but but I it I I do think that the that this the sound on this album is not. As great as it's been on other things, the the music is much more interesting than a lot of stuff you're going to hear out there. But the actual gist of it on fifty percent of the songs is brilliant. On some of it is just crap. But some of their their, their old albums, I don't love all of them. I don't love every song on every mm, other album. Watered down crap is still crap. Uh, <laughs> all right, it's diarrhea. Yeah. Oh. 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 <laughs> I saw you walking down the hall? <laughs> yeah, jeez. I need something to bring our spirits up. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yes. Right. We've reached that point in the we evening, have. folks. So, boys and girls. Now's the time for fist fighting and feats of strength. Uh, we Welcome reviewed, back, kids. Bare knuckle boxing. <laughs> we have reviewed four albums this evening, the first of which was Nick Cave. Paul, how do you feel about Nick Cave? <laughs> I say buy it. I say stream it. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to buy it. 
I am going to buy it. Moving on, screaming females, or scream males, if you will, Paul. Uh, Kevin, I don't appreciate your portmanteau. I say, if you're a fan, buy it. If you're a if, fan of music, is it you pull no, that out No, I'm not. I'm saying, if you're a fan of the screaming females, buy it. If you're not, stream it and buy ugly. And if you're Kevin, then you're lost anyway. Okay. Carrie? Okay. I'm going to say I'm going to save up all my money so I can buy the album that's going to be generated from this EP. Cool. But I'm going to pass right now. Yeah. I'm going to hang out at Paul's house and listen to it. Yep, so that's a pass, and that's a pass for me. Uh, if, uh, more mellower concerns. That's beach fossils. Pass. Yeah. <laughs> pass. Oh. I have to stop weeping long enough from this background music. <laughs> um, that's Andre, not me. I would never sing like that. Uh, well, two weeks ago, I would have said stream it, but now that I've listened to it a bunch of times, I'm going to say buy it. Okay. Commit, motherfuckers. Are we talking beach fossils? I am going to listen to it at Carrie's house. I too will listen to it at nobody's house. I'm going to sit by myself with my cats. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pay no attention to the man. Scotland! <laughs> buy it. Buy it. Yeah, I'm going to buy that one, too. Buy it twice, because Kevin pass. won't. I'm not right. going to support him this phase of the This career. time around. The curmudgeon has spoken. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I feel like... <laughs> so Frightened Rabbit needs to, like, jump into a wheelbarrow with Japan droids no. and... Who else? And just get off your lawn? No, they just need to sack up. So. <sighs> like this cat isn't able to do. Elliot. <laughs> um, I think that's about it for uh, this week's podcast. Elliot the cat. Uh, as usual, uh, if you feel the need to break dance, come to Andre's basement, and he will supply you the tunes and the cardboard. If I'm, am I correct? I can wax it for you right. if you need, or whatever you need. <laughs> All right. Um, that is podcast twenty-one. Bottles up, gentlemen. What's We're that? legal now. We no more getting busted. <laughs> We're out. Good night. <laughs>
of the sea. Well, John, oh, John, foo ba woo ba John, 